this is as real as it gets. This is Phoebe Price, and you're listening to the UCW Radio Show. In your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. I love that intro. Um, anyway, we, you know, music is global. Uh, you have music all over the world over the past, I'm going to say, you know, I, I don't know how many years. Uh, we've had uh, a number of uh, really prominent uh, UK singers uh, explode on the scene uh, globally. And two that come that come to mind for me are Adele and Duffy. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are others, but this is what I that I, what I remember anyway. All right, and now I think that you can add another name to that list. Her name is Claire Louise Rossi, and she is actually on hold waiting to come on the show. She's a singer-songwriter out of the U.K., and you're going to hear a lot about her uh, as we roll into 2013. So without further ado, let's bring on Claire Louise Rossi. Claire, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. I'm so happy that you uh, finally were able to make it on. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. It's my pleasure. You know, I, I I wanted, and I was looking forward to having you on because you're, I mean, what you've done to date in your career and what you're looking to do is actually inspirational. And, you. Uh, you know, for for the listeners out there that aren't familiar with you, why don't you uh, give us a brief synopsis of who you are, because you're in the U.K., obviously, and, yep. and maybe uh, our U.S. listeners aren't uh, too familiar with you at this point. Okay, yeah, so I'm in London now. I'm not originally from London. Um, I'm from a smaller place in the West Midlands called Worcester, and all my family still live there, but I actually moved to London to study. And I studied for a dance degree, but I've always, um, you know, done singing, dancing, acting, playing the piano, anything basically to do with the performing arts. And then once I finished university, um, I just stayed in London because it's where all the opportunities are. I just love London. I love being in the city. And I never went back home. And you just stood there and you were, uh, you were chasing your dream, kind of. Yeah, because I didn't kind of, you know, up sticks and think, right, I'm moving to the big city to try and make my dreams happen. It was more, it was a gradual thing. I actually moved to study because I thought, okay, I need a kind of plan B, you know, if things don't work out. So I got myself a degree, um, but things have just gone so well for me. And I ended up just doing dance in the end at university, but I've kind of just doing more singing now. I mean, you've done you've done. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of dancing, and we're going to go into uh, the recent major events that that have transpired in your life, because uh, I think uh, you know people will find it very interesting. Uh, the the bottom line is, you went to school for dance, and you being smart as an entertainer, you you're not just you know living and looking at this, gazing at the stars, hoping for a miracle. You you were working hard, but you also were smart about it. And you uh, knew that you needed to have a backup plan just in case. Yeah, and as well, you see, coming from 
Worcester. Um, I didn't know anybody in London. It's not like um, I come from a family of performers where we're based in London. You know, you know, it's like having contacts in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any of that. Um, but I, I said to my parents, you know, I really want to go to London. And it was just a real gradual thing. And I think my confidence grew as well through my studies, through performing, you know, everything I had to do. Um, and meeting lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I can do this, actually. And you've been doing it, you know, just, uh, I mean, you went from dance and, and you did something big with dance, but you also, you wanted to go into singing because you obviously are talented, but you also had a passion uh, just to perform, whether it be dancing or singing, and you started uh, venturing out doing that. Yeah, and as well, you know, with, with dance, I mean, it's like singing, you know, it's so competitive, but I just thought I think I can really make a career out of music mm-hmm. um, dancing is so competitive you know I've been to auditions in London and that um, at one audition I, I remember they split the dancers and singers to each side of the room and the amount of dancers compared to singers it was like wow there were so many more dancers and I mean anyone who knows the music industry is massively competitive but I think you know, I could really make a career out of music rather than dancing. And you, you know what's funny is that, you know, you, you you express your experience. But I don't know. I watch American Idol. I see a lot of singers out there. You know, there, there are a lot of people out there that that try. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, I was thinking the other day because I was on um, YouTube and there's these singers and they're so good. And then you look and they're like 15 years old and you're like, what? Like, how are you that good so young? But I think it's because we're so exposed to it mm-hmm. today. You know, we, you know, you didn't have YouTube or all these reality shows that are now, you know, in 2012, what, what it's like. We're so exposed to, saturated with everything to do with singing, talent shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have kids out there that say, hey, I want to sing, or maybe they sing in the shower and their parents say, hey, you know what, you should go try out for this. And, you know, the look, the reality shows, I don't care if it's X Factor, uh, American Idol, uh, or I don't know what it's called over there, UK Idol, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is, right? Look, look at me. Yeah, we've got <laughs> X Factor. Right. Um, and we've just, I think it was last year, we just started The Voice, because I know that mm-hmm. came, that was in the, the U.S. first, The Voice. But now we've got it here. It just started. But we've had X Factor for a long time. Yeah, you guys had it there before it came over here. Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah, and, you know. You got Simon Cowell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he came over and he invaded the States and that was it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, we, you know, you have, you know, kids that have more opportunities now. There's, there's no doubt about it. You can, you know, you can go and sing and put together a video, get it on YouTube, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody sees it, yeah. and you, you get yourself a nice deal with someone. So, those again, yeah, those opportunities are there. But for you, you know, you're, you're talented, okay? And you went into singing. You're, you're also a songwriter. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, and you actually, you did some, some nice collaborations uh, uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I had the opportunity to work with um, a a British artist, his name's Labyrinth. Um, I don't know how well he's known in the US because, I mean, he's only recently um, 
released his first album in the UK, he was kind of behind the scenes. He's done a lot of songwriting, a lot of producing for other artists. Mm-hmm. But he's just released his own album. Um, and I got to work with him. It was, it was on the, um, a website called Talent House. And they had an opportunity to work with him. And I've been a fan of his for a long time, even when I heard his stuff that he'd done with other people. And I thought, oh, what are the chances, you know, of him putting an opportunity out like that? And I entered one of my songs I wrote called Design to Fly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he's kind of electronic artist, producer. And what I entered was just really raw. It was just myself, piano, a few strings. It was really raw, but I thought... if if he likes it, he likes it. There's nothing done to the song. Um, and he chose my song. And then you got a lot of exposure for that. Yes, it was really good for exposure. Yeah. Um, we then went on to do a launch at HMV um, in central London where he did a small performance and we showcased the track with a video. And it just really raised my profile. It was it was a wonderful experience, but also opened some doors for me as well. Yeah, well, it, it it showed you that hey, guess what? You are that good, and uh, you you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's great stuff. And you know, let's get back to your dancing. And and I I, I was going to mention it earlier, but I figured let me just wait till we're like seven eight minutes into this interview to bring it up. Uh, but your dancing got you something interesting uh at this uh, at the london olympics yeah that's yeah. right i i performed in the opening ceremony and, and that was incredible um because i hadn't since university i hadn't done a lot of dancing and i still love it i love it now mm-hmm. um but i i mean i'm doing a lot more singing and writing and my friend said to me I'm going to audition for the Olympics, the closing date soon. Do you want me to sign you up? And I said, yeah, definitely. And we went to two auditions. And then I got an email saying that I'd been chosen to perform in the opening ceremony. And it was just incredible because it's something that I've never done in my life and I probably will never, ever do again in my lifetime. Uh, That's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity without a doubt, especially in your backyard. (laughs) <laughs> it, it honestly it was just it was incredible because the fact that I I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to be part of something so amazing and and I've always enjoyed the Olympics and watched on the TV but you don't know what it's really like to be part of the Olympics until it comes to your home country mm-hmm. and you're a part of it like everyone just got involved in some way mm-hmm. you know it was a really big event well, well, let me ask you a question, just so we can paint the picture for the people that are listening. All right. You walk in to the stadium, the massive stadium. Yeah. How, how are you feeling at that point? Yeah, see, that that was just out of this world because you're waiting in a tunnel and you can hear the crowd and there's 80,000 people. You know the Queen is going to be there. And you just walk out, and it's just such an incredible feeling. You have to remember that you actually are performing. Like, I'm just looking around, smiling at everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at the crowd. And you have to, like, remember, oh, in a minute, I've actually got to perform a routine, (laughs) you know, that I've practiced over and over again. And I'm thinking, am I going to do it right? Because you can practice something so much, but when the adrenaline kicks in and you know that the whole world is watching, 80,000 people, the Queen is there, you know, you kind of forget 
you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and and there's no there's no pressure there, right? <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, you know, I don't know about a solo performance, but um, that would have been real pressure. So I was, you know, part of, a, um, in my section, there was like 1,400 dancers. But obviously, you still got to make sure you get your routine correct. Yeah, well, you can, everyone has to be in sync and everything has to yeah. go without uh, any hiccups because, you know, everyone's watching. The world is watching. You want to impress, you know, you want people to be really impressed by, you know, what Danny Boyle did, what he produced. You want the whole world to say, wow, London did so good. Yeah. And I feel we did. I hope the rest of the world thought that. I, I, I saw lots of great reviews about the opening ceremony. Oh, yeah, it, it was amazing. I, I caught it. It was amazing. And, yeah. And again, you had a once-in-a-lifetime time opportunity, and you took advantage of it. It wasn't... Uh, you know, it wasn't something that um, I, I guess it was. It, it's it's not something that everyone has an opportunity to do. You know, yeah. so it's like wow, and, yep. and it's pretty cool to put on your resume. <laughs> oh, absolutely! You know, I've got like my certificate. I've also framed my letter that I got from the prime minister. You know, they, he sent letters to everyone that was involved, just thanking them, and that was really nice. So I framed that. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. That that's something that you you'll give your kids when they when when they get older. Say, hey, yeah, put this on your wall now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and keep it there. <laughs> okay, so now what what's going on with uh, with your music? You've you've traveled around a lot. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, my passion is songwriting, and then that's ultimately what I want to do mm-hmm. um, but I do go out performing as a solo artist at the moment I perform at lots of different events um, it's mainly performing covers mm-hmm. but I've also had you know some really fantastic gigs but also got to travel like last year um, I was flown to West Africa I went to Sierra Leone mm-hmm. um, to perform and I was there for about I think five nights something I wasn't very long but it was just an absolutely incredible experience. Like, you know, never dreamt of going somewhere like that. Yeah. And I've never been anywhere like that before. And it was just incredible. Just a really incredible experience. The people were so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I only see that sort of stuff on TV. I've never seen poverty like that with my own eyes. And yet people, you know, are so positive. Oh, and so friendly. They welcome you. And I just had a wonderful time. I didn't want to leave. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You know, I've been to West Africa. Uh, I've pretty much lived there for for a little while. And I've been to a lot of countries in West Africa. And, yeah, you're you're right. The poverty level is very high. Uh, But the people, you have a lot of good people there that smile. They welcome you with open arms. And uh, and that's and that's it. You know, you you mean they they're not thinking about their poverty. They're thinking about, you know, someone's coming there that's not from there, and they're excited. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'll be really honest. It was quite a shock because you know I've never seen um, poverty like that. You know, where where people live, how they live. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it was just it was so interesting and. 
I honestly believe like a little piece of you changes when you go and visit somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Oh, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. It makes you appreciate what you have because a lot Absolutely. of people don't. You know, a lot of people don't. They they take for granted, you know, um, you know, freedom. They take for granted, you know, having the ability to go out and work and make a decent living. Yeah. Okay, they are you know, having a roof over your head, living in a house, so electricity, running water. Uh, yeah, you know, those toilets, things, yeah, yeah, you know. Pl- plumbing, you know. I mean, yeah. p- people take it for granted. And when you're over there, you know, some places don't have that. Absolutely. I knew um, some English people living over there without electricity and running water. And I was just like, wow, how do you do that? I just don't know how they can live like that. It's amazing. Yeah, very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> very carefully, no doubt about it. Uh, now, when you know, coming off the heels of that, you know, you you had a plan uh, when you came back, and you wanted to get yourself out there. You you've done some modeling too, okay? You, yeah, you know. yeah. I've I've done some modeling, um, which I did really enjoy, but it wouldn't. I enjoy it when it's for me. Mm-hmm. I worked for different companies and some great campaigns, but it's to me, it's like you know, you have to do as you're told. Where what you're told in your makeup. I really enjoy the photo shoots when they're for me, for like me as an artist, mm-hmm. rather than being a model. Um, I don't think I could be a model as a career. It's, I just really enjoy the creative side of uh, writing my own music and expressing myself. Mm-hmm. Rather than modeling, I feel you don't really express yourself. No, I, I agree with you. You know, you need to... See, I mean, I guess people that, that enjoy modeling... You know, I mean, you you have to really enjoy it. It's, I mean, it's it's not hard work because you're not breaking your back. But then again, it's not easy because you have to, you know. Um, well, I guess I guess you have to work with the photographer that you're in sync with because if not, the shoot can go very badly quickly. Yeah. You know, so and I I know a lot of models, and that's their thing that they, you know, it's it you have to hone your craft, and it's not for everyone. Yeah, that's it. I found that um, I, I I actually found modelling quite tough. It's a lot of castings. Um, you know, you have to be prepared to go through all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just didn't find it was for me because it's same with singing. You know, I've been to tons of auditions, and you know, that's just as hard. You've just got to, you know, what is your passion? And modelling wasn't really my passion, whereas music is. Mm-hmm. And you're, and again, you're writing, you're singing. Now we're gonna get to the meat of things, okay? And because uh, you look, you, uh, we were, we were speaking. You uh, came to the states uh, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I um, in September, so it wasn't that long ago at all. I've only been back a few weeks. Yeah, and and you're, and you went, you went over there f- for a reason. Well, it was mainly for a holiday. Um, but I did go over there as well to meet a company. They had contacted me earlier this year, and it was it was a random email, and they told me they really liked my singing. They didn't actually realize I was based in the UK, and they asked me to call them. And I and I said, you know, you, uh, do you know I'm based in the UK? And, and they said, no. If you come to LA, you know, come and meet us. And I've been thinking of going to America this year, but I, I didn't know if to go to L.A. I've got family in Florida. Mm-hmm. But after getting the email, I thought, no, I'm going to go over to L.A., have a holiday, 
but go meet this company, see what they, you know, what they're going to say to me. And it just went really, really well. The first meeting went really well. They listened to my songs, my um, my voice, and we kind of left it as, you know, send write more songs, send them over to us. Mm-hmm. And then the evening after the meeting, um, I got an um, an email from them saying, we've listened to your CD again. We have looked at everything of you online. We really like you. We'd really like to be your management. So then I had another meeting with them the following night. And, yeah, it was just amazing. They, they, when they told me they wanted to be the manage, that my management, and it kind of all happened so quickly. I didn't expect it at all. Well, I, all I can say is this: if they're gonna, if they're gonna be managing you, they're fortunate to have you. Okay, <laughs> and and all I know is they better do the right thing by you. Okay, right. because because uh, now that I know about this, I'm gonna be on top of you. <laughs> not not literally, but I'm just gonna say I'm gonna ask you questions and find out what's going on so that yeah. we know. Uh, you know that you're you're on the right path because I think that all you needed was that opening. You know, uh, in the UK, you had you have a lot of um, big singers that came out, big recording artists. You know, uh, I mean the 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 most notables that that come to mind for me are like Duffy and Adele. Okay, yeah. you know, but they they gained international fame. You know, I know Adele's still relevant. I don't know about Duffy. I don't know what she does. Um, but you know, they the, these doors were opened. Now, do you yeah. do you think that that them uh, these doors being opened for them has paved a way to allow it to allow you to actually take advantage of what's going on now? Sorry, say that again. Uh, what the 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 road that was paved by doors opening for them, okay, and them yeah. getting the exposure when the inter- the with the internet everything else. Do you think that that has made your job a little easier to get yourself out where you need to be? Yeah, I mean, like artists like Adele, I mean, she's done absolutely incredible. I mean, her success in the U.S. has been incredible, hasn't it? I mean, you know, like a British artist um, to do so well in the U.S. Because I know a lot of British artists, um, you know, they start off, you know in the UK and then they try and crack America and a lot of them don't succeed Mm -hmm. and I actually was working towards a showcase in the UK once I'd worked with Labyrinth it opened a few doors for me and a lot of my stuff was sent to some management and you know they said the first thing they're going to ask is to see you live and set up a showcase of you performing your original music Mm -hmm. and that's what I was working towards I didn't expect at all to go to Los Angeles and get management there Mm -hmm. at all. It was a real surprise that actually I probably might end up doing it the other way around, as in like start in America and then maybe get known in the UK. Well, I mean, that, that that would be interesting. And I think that, look, if any any management company worth its salt... Uh, will would take a talent like you, and really, you know, take advantage of getting you out there. And if they have the ability, then you will go out there. You know, you have so many different avenues, uh, for your music to go out, for you to go out, for you to be publicized. 
You know, the Internet has opened up so many doors and windows and garage doors and everything <laughs> for yeah. everyone um, to get exposure, you know, because, look, digital is the now. Digital is the future. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't see why they would have an issue with doing that because, you know, labels, yeah, as you know, in the music industry right now, labels, you know, they're they're irrelevant pretty much. You know, because you can actually go and produce your own stuff, get it out there, and build your own um, company. Yeah. Okay, and do that yourself as long as you have the following. You know, um, you know, MC Hammer was one guy that that was doing that years ago out of the trunk of his uh, car. He was selling his CDs. He was promoting himself, and he became <laughs> and he became he became big. You know, a lot. You know, even uh, uh, what was it? The Soldier Boy, the rapper. Okay, he just put his stuff on YouTube, became a big sensation. So, you know, if you have the drive and you have a plan and you work hard, things happen. Yeah. Okay, I mean, being lazy doesn't work for anyone. Oh, absolutely not. And you, and it's funny you saying that because I've had friends um, say to me from university, you know, when we've met up, they're like, I can't believe you just you've just kept going and kept going because you know all my friends that studied dance as well you know they found it hard to pursue careers as as dancers because it is so tough you know as well kind of living on a shoestring you know I've kind of after university I was very poor for a long time and, and at times that really got to me but you see I knew by going out and and, and get myself another career, I never would be happy. Mm-hmm. I've always known what I wanted to do, and I've just stuck at it. And, you know, more and more great things are happening, and I just feel like now I'm you know, getting the rewards of all my hard work and, and being poor. Yeah, I mean, look, it's easy to give up. It's, it's so easy to say, okay, I can't do it, it's too hard. Yeah. You know, you could have done that. You, you you could I mean you could have done it at any given time and no one would have said anything. They would have said, "Yeah, you're right. It's so it's so hard. Don't go get a nine to five and that'll be your life." Mm-hmm. You know, you get a job and you'll work nine to five. You won't deal with music anymore and that'll be your life. You know, but but I think if you would have did something like that, uh, you would be extremely unhappy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at times when, you know, it's got really tough and you don't think, feel like things are happening and, you know, you're not earning much money, um, you know, it's so easy to say, I've really had enough. But yeah. I've always thought, I've got to look at the bigger picture of, you know, if I get through this and things go well, you know, hopefully I never have to look back. Yeah, and plus, you know, you're in London, so you, you don't you don't want to uh, have to take the tube to work because that tube is rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that it tube is. is rough. Oh my God, I've been <laughs> on that, and woo boy, it, it's really <laughs> draining. London is. <laughs> it is. It really is. Oh Lord, yeah, that that those uh, memories of that tube. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to have that, um, and you, I don't. You're not. You're not built to to have that ordinary life, and I and I don't even know what ordinary is anymore. Um, but you, you're destined to, to go and, and do greater things with the music and everything else. And on that note, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break, Claire, and we're going to, uh, listen, we're going to listen to your song. 
Okay. Designed to Fly. Okay. And I want listeners to listen to this because it's a great song. And we're going to be right back with you on the show. Okay, brilliant.
A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of this born racer having 157 career top 10 finishes in NASCAR? One in 125 billion. The odds of him winning both the Daytona 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same year? One in 195 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I'm NASCAR driver Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Hey, you want to see something cool? Check this out. My name's Anitra, and I'm going to rock your world. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Look at that. Wow. Oh, my God. Along with my boys, Mikey and Joey. I need to show out my brother's stack. We're knocking down walls and taking names. The brother's actually getting something done. And everyone gets to play. Progress is slow. We should be finished by Christmas. Girls with power tools, roll. We're not just bringing back the den, baby. We're making mega dens that'll blow you oh, away. Wow! Anitra, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's cool. You want some of this? Facial recognition, motion activating. You know, wet their pants. This may be the coolest room I have ever seen. Because life is too short to live without a mega den.
time flies only Yesterday was the time of our lives We were born and raised In a summer haze Bound by the surprise Of our glory days I hate to turn up out of the blue Uninvited but I Stay away, I couldn't fight it I had hoped you'd see my face And that you'd be reminded that for me It isn't over Regrets and mistakes, their memories made Who would have known how bittersweet this would taste Never mind, I'll find someone like you I wish nothing but the Sometimes it hurts instead. Welcome to the Miramar play. You built a palace. Now it's time to be king. Hi, Gavins. He's a hotel guy, not a killer. You threatening me, Ben? Absolutely, I'm threatening you. You killed the wrong girl last night. That's why God made extra bullets. Be fine, Ike. No, you won't be. Dangerous. If she's still breathing, you won't be. Focus, boys. Welcome to Miami Beach. Never a dull moment. Welcome back to the UCW Radio Show. We're here with Claire Louise Rossi from the UK. <laughs> Welcome back, Claire. Thank you. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have some some fun right now with the show because I know um, just so our listeners understand that uh, it's very late in the UK as we're doing this show because uh, it's almost midnight over there or around midnight, yeah. and uh, so we're. Um, 
So we're we're, we're trying to keep uh, Claire up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to keep her up, you know. So now, what what where, where where do you see yourself going, Claire? You know, we talked about your dancing, talked about your your music. You've done some modeling. You've done some campaigns. We you you, you kind of know where you've been and where you are right now, and where you want to be. You you uh, we talked earlier about you uh, getting a management company, so that's a big boost. And now you're you're prepared, you're ready to go that extra mile. And where's Claire going? Do you know now I've met my management and they're based in the U.S. It's it's kind of changed things now a little bit because you know I was always thinking UK UK get myself established here and now it's like meeting people in Los Angeles it's kind of changed things a little bit I'm thinking you know will I eventually spend more and more time there you know my mum's even said to me you know are you thinking of moving to LA I mean I have no plans anytime soon because it's a bit too far for me from all my family and friends but I don't know. I just, I mean, in terms of like what I want to do with my music, I just want to make music my life and build up a successful career as a singer-songwriter. I don't want to be, you know, a lot with the X Factor in the UK can be such a quick thing. You go on there, you get well-known so quickly, and then you're forgotten by the next year by the next contestants coming on the show. You know, I want to do it the way I build it slowly, you know, the fan base, people really enjoy my music, Mm -hmm. my original music, and just build up a successful career as a singer-songwriter. And you made a good point about, you know, flash in the pans, okay, because you have, like, here in the U.S., American Idol. Uh, I mean, honestly... I there are only a couple of people that I know that were on American Idol that actually you know are still relevant. Okay, so oh. it's it's the same in the U.S. really in terms yeah. of kind of you know you're there one minute and then the next year they're on to other people and oh sure, but kind of, well, I mean because yeah. yeah because that that whole that whole situation with the shows is great. It gives you the opportunity, you know. But the reality is that once the next season rolls around, that attention is brought to the next crop of people. Okay, yeah. so now it's either you are you're able to stand up and make a career at it, or you're not. You know, no one's going to hold your hand at that point. All the hand all hand holding is gone, and and I don't blame you know, like Simon Cowell for for treating it like that. You know, because you you give someone the opportunity, they need to step up. Yeah. Okay, so I, that's why a lot of uh, a lot of people, I guess, you know, fall by the wayside because you know they may be talented, they may be able to sing, but if you if you don't if you have not had that struggle, and you don't have that that something special inside of you, I don't care how talented how talented you are, you know, if you need to stand up on your own, it's going to be very difficult to make it in the music business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to be a business person as well, you know, as being creative. And I've really learned that along the way. It is not people are very foolish if they think it's just a case of being, you know, an okay singer or you can write a few songs. Um, You know, it's much more than just being a creative person. You have to be a business person as well. Right. 
Right, and you have to. So if, in you know, I think, yeah, let, let, let's just paint the picture for people because I like painting pictures, okay? okay? You know, when you say uh, you treat it as a business, g- give us a little more insight as to what you mean by that. Well, for example, with with what I do in the UK, um, not my songwriting, when I do all my gigs, right. it's really not just be, you know, turning up for events and singing. It, it's everything like I've had to build up a repertoire of, you know, over 100 songs, building the website, um, getting really good reviews, dealing with clients, you know, knowing how to talk to the clients, what they would like for their event. It's a lot more than just being a singer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got some really great reviews through working with lots of different people and, you know, word of mouth, you know, people have then booked me because, someone else has recommended me but the same as well with like when you get further in your career with songwriting like now at the moment with the management you know negotiating negotiating contracts um you know getting the help as well to mm-hmm. to be able to understand all these contracts you know what you're signing into so it's it's a lot more definitely but you're you're just, making it a point for you to learn all this yeah, I mean, I've spent the last couple of days actually reading all about the business side of music in terms of the the contract, what should be in a contract for the artist, protect the artist, all stuff like that. Yeah, because I think sometimes, again, when you have somebody talented and they don't view it as a business, you know, they they depend on someone else, okay? And we know how that ends up. We know yeah. how it ends up when, when you're putting your signature on things that you don't, or you're not familiar with, and you haven't, you know, you, you don't know what you're signing, and you trust the other person. It could be problematic. We've we've seen it in movies, we've seen it in real life. Okay, yeah. and I think one, and I, and I have to say this, and I will definitely, you know, and I stick to this. I think one of the 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 greatest success stories in music. And one of the most proficient business people in the world of music anywhere, above Simon Cowell, above anyone else in music, is probably Jay-Z. Okay, right. He understood the business. Yeah. He, he did his thing and made a success. He went and, and, and was at the head of one of the biggest uh, record labels that, that was around. And he's he's so relevant that in New York, you know, he's a part owner of the Barclays Center. He's the one that brought it there, that brought a basketball team to Brooklyn. Okay, so he has his hands in so many things. But as a music artist, if you understand the business part of it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you understand the business part of it, it actually opens up other doors for you. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I've been reading so much stuff lately and I think, wow, you know, you could really go out and learn the business side of music. You know, you, you can you obviously you can study the business side of it, but also as well, you know, I have books on songwriting, but then it will, you know, give you lots of paragraphs on like marketing your songs, knowing how the industry works. Mm-hmm. And you know why I, I wanted to have you on the show? Okay, because first, you're talented, but second, I know, look, well, there are three reasons. 
you're talented, I know where you're going to go, and I know what's going to wind up happening. And also, you know, like, and, and, and we proved it during this interview that you're not afraid to say, hey, this is what I'm doing, and I'm going from the ground up and building and, and learning. I'm not afraid to learn. You no, know, like, I enjoy like, it. Like, look, you're, 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 a, you're a songwriter. Okay, you're a singer. You've done this. Okay, you've been doing it, but you, you'll still pick up a book and try to learn something more. You're always learning. You're always absorbing. You're, you're, I'm going to say you're forever the student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think it was important uh, for people to hear that because I think, so, look, sometimes if you have someone talented, um, they work on their skills, but then, you know, as far as, you know, if you're a singer or an actor or whatever, you, you work on your skills, but you forget about the other components. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you do that, you're one dimensional. So you can sing. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. But now what happens when you can't sing anymore? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I do, because I do understand why people do go on talent shows because it is it is really hard you know to build up the contacts to have an understanding um i remember watching x factor years ago and this guy he was on there and I, you know, he was he was about 36 so you know a bit older in comparison to you know obviously when they start at the age of like 16 going on the show and they said you know how come you haven't got further and he said i just don't understand the business side of it um i'm just a musician and he was really, really good. And I do understand sometimes why people do go on the show because it is a platform. It is a way in for people. No, I, I don't knock it at all. I think, I, you know, my opinion, you know, X Factor, American Idol, you know, all, you know, every whatever, whoever, whoever has talent, you know, these TV shows, they give someone the opportunity to perform in front of millions of people. Yeah. Okay, and if you're that good, somebody's going to see you and they're going to want you. If you're not that good, then you know what? Then you're going to have a reality check and maybe you're going back to McDonald's or something. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but it, it does open up those doors. And that that's the one big thing I believe that si Simon Cowell brought here, okay, are these type of talent shows. I mean, we, we've had them here in, in the United States, but not to this extent that you have... You know, I mean, literally, you know, millions of 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 hopefuls waiting to get on the show. Yeah, and they get crazy when they don't get on the show. The, this it attracts just thousands and thousands of people, and it must be on such a larger scale in the U.S. Because obviously, in comparison to the size of the U.K., you know, it's it's a massive show here, so it just must be huge in America. Oh, it it is, and you can see, you know, when they have an aerial view of uh, the people standing outside in the rain, uh, whatever, in the cold, whatever it may be, they'll stand out there for not ten minutes, not an hour, hours. It can be a half a day that you're yeah. out there waiting to get in, and then you have to wait some more, and then wait some more, and then after that, you're gonna wait a little more, and then you can go home because they didn't pick you. But at least you gave at least you gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah, you didn't lose anything. Maybe a day, but <laughs> yeah, maybe a day of your life. But you know something, your life you'll never get back. But yeah, but you know what? If you if you're not in it, then you're out. Yeah, so, exactly. So so it's better to roll the dice, and you've done it. 
not not the shows, but you roll the dice with things in in your. And we talked about earlier that you, you with your career, you roll the dice. You said, "All right, you're going to go for this." And again, you could easily had uh, hung it up, quit, and not done it and not went forward. Yeah. There's times when I've thought, oh, this is getting really hard. Am I getting anywhere? And, you know, the money is a big thing, you know, when you if you feel poor all the time, especially after university. But, you know, I just knew there was no other option for me because I just have such a passion for music. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel blessed to to know what I want to do in my life. But I just feel like if I'm good at it and it's my passion, then I should just keep pursuing it. Well, let, let me ask you this, and I think that for listeners that I guess need to understand the struggle, okay, when you when you graduated, you know, college and university, when you graduated there, and you said that you were pursuing your music, you were pursuing entertainment, but you were really, you know, with pennies in, or, or, well, penny or a pound, whatever, in your pocket, a pence, whatever it is. Uh, you had a couple of uh, shekels in your pocket, okay? <laughs> what, I mean, how can you express, you know, when you have that moment of clarity that you know that you have to keep going because you want to pursue this, okay? That, uh, that's the yeah. first question. Then I have a second question on top of that, and, and I'll let you answer that first. I just think my passion for music is is just so much stronger than, you know, those times when I felt down, you know, thinking, what am I doing? And, and, you know, the funny thing was all my friends were getting really good jobs. We'd graduated. My my friends were doing really well, becoming teachers. You know, friends running their own businesses, doing so well. And um, I had a job as a cleaner. Hmm. I used to get up every morning really early and go and clean because I didn't want another job that took up any of my time or my headspace. I just wanted to be so dedicated to music. And I have moments where I thought, what am I doing with my life? My friends are like getting these really good jobs, you know, getting good money. And I'm a cleaner. I have a degree. But it, but it, you know, it all worked out really well for me. It just kept me going with that extra money to, to keep pursuing my music. Well, and the, I don't do it now, thank no, thank, <laughs> thankfully. Thank, thank, thank God, but yeah, you know. But at that time, okay, you know, was there ever a moment that when you when you finished your cleaning gig and you were walking home, was there ever a moment that you thought to yourself, "I can't do this anymore"? I think no. I've had moments where I just thought, "Well, this is." What am I doing? Seriously, what am I doing? But I've never, ever given up. I've never said, right, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I've never, ever said that. I think with me, where, like, say, I've got up and done the clean for, oh, what am I doing? And then when I'm home, I'm like, right, I'm on to the next thing. I'm, I'm writing or I'm emailing people or I'm rehearsing my singing. You know, I, the moment's over and I'm on to something. Or... You know, if I've had a particular day where I just thought, wow, this is getting hard, the next day I'm back on it again. Mm-hmm. Like my attitude will change and I, I'm just back on it. I, it's like an addiction. But you had those moments of doubt, but you only allowed the doubt to last for about 30 seconds at most. Yeah, 
it, it, you know, I just, I kind of changed my attitude. I'm big, um, I love um, The Secret. Um, I think I have, saw that advertised like, when I was out in the US. You mm. know, The Secret? Yeah, I know. I heard of it. Yeah, and I read all the books on it, you know, and it's it's just mainly about positive attitude yeah. and just changing, flipping your attitude. And, I mean, the first thing they say, you know, is to be um, grateful for everything you have, and then it just makes you look at things so differently. I mean, I was doing the cleaning out of choice. You know, I n- knew that I could go and get another job if I wanted to, but I chose to do that because I chose music mm-hmm. as my career well let, let me ask you this this is going to be the second my second question okay and it has to do with my first question now when you were going through this major struggle cleaning yeah. and you know probably living on a meal a day you know probably your electricity getting shut off and things of that nature i'm sure it happened um did your friends, the people around you, did you have people around you that said, hey, Claire, what are you doing? Go get a regular job. Go get a, a nine-to-five job and work for someone and have an easier life? No, I didn't have that at all because what I feel, I don't, I didn't go to friends and say, oh, look what I'm doing this job, I'm fed up, blah, blah, blah. I, I never did that to anybody. Probably only like my mum, who I'm really, really close to, would know actually how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't express that to everybody, how I felt. Um, so I, I didn't know I didn't have that from anybody. Okay, well, then, you, then you're lucky. And, and the friends that did, I mean, you, I'm sure your friends did see you, see you go through struggle. Yeah, I mean, I remember, like, my friends would come over and stay for the night. Like, we'd, say, for example, we were all together on a Saturday evening. They'd all come over to my house and and stay for the night. And then, like, at 6.30 on a Sunday morning, I'd all leave them asleep and go and do my job. And then I'd come back, and they're all just, like, waking up. I remember (laughs) moments like that, but we'd laugh about it, you know, because I, I just felt like, I couldn't complain about that because it was these were my life choices, you know. Yeah. Like, but how can I keep complaining when I've made the choice? But your friends were supportive. Yeah, absolutely. That, my that, friends have been so supportive of me. And and that that's why I brought that up because I think in life, I don't care if it's music, whatever you're pursuing, when you have people around you that believe in you. Okay, that gives you that extra something that, hey, you know what, I got to keep fighting. Okay, yeah. and when you have, you know, because some, you know, some people have it, you know, where they have people that, that go to you and say, hey, you know what, get a regular job, go do this, go do that. Don't pursue your dreams, go do this. You have to pay the bills, and that's the life you're going to live. And, uh, you know, when you, the, the people that you had around you are good people. And because yeah. if they supported you in that way, then that's that's fantastic, and you're, yeah, you're and fortunate. You're fortunate. That's that's why I'm saying that you're fortunate. Oh, absolutely. And, and with my family, like they're the biggest support because you know I have thought myself when I have sort of you know been a bit down. You know, are my family thinking? Well, what are you doing, Claire? You know, you, you've you've studied for three years. Why don't you now go and get a proper job? You know, um, and I didn't get that. 
you know, off them because they saw this is what I wanted to do. And then I was just so happy when um, I started doing my gigs. My parents actually helped me out with some equipment because I've got all my own equipment, which I go out and perform. I used to perform and they really helped me out with that. And then that just changed things for me completely. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's good stuff. I like that. Yeah, but they didn't say to me, oh, well, no, Claire, you know, this is a silly dream. What are you doing? I've never had any of that. And I think if I ever heard that, that, that would have been really hard because I don't care too much, you know, what other people would be saying about me, but it's obviously my friends and family the most important to me. If they were saying that, I just don't know how I would cope with that. Right. But that's again, that's why I brought it up, because some people deal with that. And, and, and anyone that's listening that is trying to live their dreams, you know, my point is, if you have those negative voices around you, you have to get rid of it. Get them yeah. away from you. You know, keep the positive people around. You were fortunate. You had positive people around. You had great parents there that supported you. Kudos to them. You know, I give a round of applause. You know, I'm clapping mm. my hands right now. And, Kate, you know, just so they know <laughs> I'm clapping my hands because that's good stuff. Supporting your kids and, you know, and believing in them when most people won't. Okay, so, and that is what is, you know, leading you to do everything that you're doing. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for for really big things to come from you. Okay, that is a fact. Okay, <laughs> that's a fact because uh, you're talented, you have the drive, you have the desire, you have no problem working hard to get there. Absolutely not. I, I enjoy, you know, there was a point where... I did say to myself, well, I'm not enjoying this, what I'm doing. It was it was a struggle. And I thought, well, you know, they say, don't they, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And, you know, I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to do this, I really need to enjoy, you know, everything I'm doing. Because otherwise life will just pass me by because there is no guarantees. I mean, it is such a, a difficult industry. And then I started doing my gigging and meeting um, lots of great people and like when I traveled to Africa and I thought, yeah, I'm really going to enjoy everything I'm doing now. Yeah, and, and you are and, and things are happening and doors are opening and yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be a beautiful journey. And you're, you're right. You have to enjoy the journey, the good and the bad. Yeah. Okay, because it's an experience and it's this is life. You know, you keep moving forward. We all have it. But, you know, if you, you you're going to have more bad times, you know, but the good times you have are going to trump all those bad times. They're going to be, they're, they're going to be memories that you're going to laugh about later and say, Oh my God, I did that. <laughs> I was yeah. actually, I was actually cleaning toilets. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I just, but it's funny. Cause when I think about it now, like how did I do that? But it, you see, I'm not too proud to do that. It didn't, it, it didn't bother me because I knew that I'd been to university and all the, you know, what my friends were doing. And mm -hmm. I did think to myself, you know, what, look, what am I doing? But at the same time, I was like, I'm not really bothered too much because I know what I want to do. And right. I just have to see the bigger picture. Yeah, and, and that's what you've done. You've seen the bigger picture. That's why. But I'm saying later on in the next 15 years, you're going to look back and <laughs> you, 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 you're going to chuckle about it. And you're going to shake your head, and you're going to, and you know, at the end of the day, your story will inspire someone, okay? Um, hopefully a lot of people, because the journey, as you mentioned, that's the telltale sign of the person, okay? That, that shows who you are. 
Yeah. Okay. If you go and you give up, that shows who you are. You go and you fight and you push to make it happen like you are, it shows who you are. All right. So as I said, you know, I, I look for a lot of big things to happen for you. And what I want you to do now, Claire, if you can do me this big favor, is yeah. just let our listeners know how to follow you, how to follow your career, and how to, how to you know, to find out what's going on with you next. Because now you linking up with this management company, it can actually change a lot of things with you on an international scale. Okay. Okay, so... Give that information because I think our listeners would be interested in learning more about you. Oh, that would be great if if people can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and just support me um, and my music. You know, that's the biggest thing for me. I would appreciate that so much. You can find me on Twitter, um, Claire Louise Rossi. Um, I've got a fan page on Facebook. If you just search for Claire Louise Rossi. And com is my website, but mainly Twitter and Facebook, I'm constantly updating. Okay, good. And then I, th- you know, I think our listeners should actually follow you. You know, go to ClaireLouiseRossi.com. And you, you, can, I think that you have your Twitter links on there, too, and your Facebook. Yes, I've got my links on my website. Yeah, that would be the easiest way. Yeah, just in case, you know, they, they forget. You know, yeah. uh, they can actually go there and go to ClaireLouiseRossi.com and click on the Twitter, the Facebook, the YouTube, my tube, everyone's tube. I don't know. You know, just <laughs> click click on whatever social media is out there and support uh, this uh, talented uh, singer songwriter because uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna learn more about her. You're gonna hear her, and I know they're gonna hear you because I think that you're gonna get a lot of play. And again, with the the way you know digital media is right now, uh, it's not going to take you uh, years. I think it's just going to it's going to be a matter of months before you know your music's playing all over the place. So that that's a positive thing. That would be great. That's oh. that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. I, mean, I have faith in you, Claire, and you know that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. I I really appreciate your support and, you know, inviting me to be on the show as well. Well, uh, you're, you're more than welcome. Uh, you, you, I mean, I'm, I, you have my support. I believe that I, I know you're talented and I believe where you're going to be. That's why having you on now is like, okay, I got you now because I know later on you're not going to talk to me, but I got you now, though. Of course I will. <laughs> yeah, you say that I now until like later. Six months' time, I can talk to you again and tell you so much more. Yeah, well, I hope so. You have to come on and tell me so so much more of what's going on because we want to have the updates. We want to update our listeners on what's going on with you, um, so they can again further follow your career. Sounds good okay. to me, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on. It, it was wonderful, um, and I think that we. Got to learn more about you and, uh, you know, get to know you just a little bit better. You know, but we will have you on again. And, again, for our listeners, go to, again, I'm repeating myself because I want you to write it down. Go to ClaireLouiseRossi.com. That's ClaireLouiseRossi.com. Check her out. Follow her on Twitter, Facebook, this book, that book, or buy a book, buy her book. If she writes a book, buy the book too. Do every, do everything, do everything. But Fly follow, to the UK and come and see me. There you go, there you go. <laughs> and, and, for, and for our UK listeners, okay, make sure you go find out where 
where Claire is playing, go support her because she needs your support. You know, you're, yeah. if you're in the, if you're in London, go check it out, and I'm sure you're not going to be disappointed. And Claire, thank you once again. No, thank you very much. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.